get your smoke on, I'll get your chill on, let's get these conversations on, crawling on moms, and anybody who's living life, the Pop Moms Podcast is here. Good morning, or afternoon. (laughs) I know, I was like, good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on when you're listening. We're back with the ABCs of cannabis, and I've been having a really good time doing this. I almost, like, look forward to it. I know. I'm like, when are they going to air this on PBS? Because people need to learn this stuff, myself included. (laughs) So if you know anyone at PBS, please slide into our DMs, because we aren't maybe the greatest about self-promotion, but we would really like uh, for anyone who is listening to just review our podcast, become a subscriber, make sure that you're engaging with us because you won't necessarily um, be notified if you aren't following us, if you aren't engaging with us in that way. Um, We did want to give a shout out this week. Someone emailed us. I was going to say, speaking of engaging with us, yes, Morgan, for sending us an email. We love that. That gave us joy. We appreciate you. Thank you. And if you have any questions on any of the different topics, that we're talking about. We are getting to the end of the alphabet. So your ability to influence our future decisions is coming to an end. Yeah, coming to an end. So you just let us know if you have any things you want us to cover. And it doesn't even have to be ABCs related ultimately because now we're all high on our education binge here and we want to learn more. So if there's something you want to learn more about, which I think this week's episode might spark because we're hitting QRST hard, you guys, and there's a lot of good stuff in here. So maybe let's just dive right in. Let's dive right in. So we are on the letter Q, and Q is for QP. So Quarter pound, baby. Quarter pound. Depending on your fast food definition or affiliation, <laughs> QP may in fact mean a quarter pounder with cheeseburger. Um, but in this instance, it is a measurement used to measure amounts of cannabis. So it can be used as slang, but ultimately stands for a quarter pound of weed. Now, I'm super smart, right? Because you listen to the show. Genius, genius. But um, what always tripped me up when I would work with my plugs is that I could never translate grams. So I just had to have like a really big trust that however they were measuring it was correct. Because like, like, my thing is like, why doesn't the scale just say like one gram? Like, why can't we just like, can can weed measurements just be the universal unit of measure? Oh my gosh. I'm like, Jerry could have given me anything. And I'm sure he did many times or he was just like, post won't notice. It's fine like here whatever because by the way you guys uh so a quarter pound which is four ounces is 113.398 grams so make sure you're getting that 0.398 you know don't let somebody short yet and even more so an ounce is 28.3495 grams i mean like again make sure you're seeing those additional decimal places when you're buying because you don't want it don't let them short you but i will say that anytime that i got shorted they always made up for it in the next bag so i feel like again it's just that that level of trust i think when people are uh bagging out weed people aren't paying attention to those decimals as much because ultimately it's a plant right it's it's gonna be kind of a wonky unit of measurement Well, and it's interesting because it will weigh more the less dry it is, too. So if it was harvested more recently and maybe that person's trying to push it into the market sooner than uh, than anticipated, it actually, you might be be shorted that way, too. Oh, my gosh. Sneaky people putting damp weed out in the street. I shouldn't even say that because, like, no, it's not. It's totally, like, I'm like, no. I I remember, I feel like whenever I, they would say, like, hey, it's a little, like, you know, it's a little. It's a little heavy. Heavy. So let that, let that dry out a bit. Um, And 
one gram, which is arguably one of the more uh, common measurements of cannabis, is 0.035 ounces. So mm. for all you people with a scale still. <laughs> for all you people out there measuring your own weed with your own personal jerry, which I guess is a lot of people yeah. in illegal. It's so funny. because We just we, forget. Yeah, illegal markets because we've been legal for so long now that you forget that there are all these states out there. But my old roommate moved back to Georgia and he's constantly talking about how great it is and how like I should consider it. And I'm like, yeah, never. I would never move somewhere where weed's illegal because why? Why would I torture myself when I've been so accustomed to the luxury of stores? Well, it just would make it so much harder, right? And potentially put you at more at risk. Yeah. You're like, skip it. No, thank you. I'll be here. So there's another plug for uh, legalization. <laughs> there we go. You we can get it. us to move anywhere in the country. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost, yeah. It's like, I don't know. Just cross-reference it with women's rights and then <laughs> yeah. a, little bit, a little bit more, okay. Also important. Imperative. <laughs> Speaking of women's rights, not at all. <laughs> I mean, sort of. Rights. Sort of. Um, rights begins rights. With, with an R. Rights begins with R. And that's our, our next letter there we go so right now for this abc's r stands for rso aka rick simpson oil Uh now i mentioned last time in the last episode rso rick simpson was a canadian engineer who came up with this as a method of treating his skin cancer and anecdotally i have been hearing about this for years because somebody very close to me used it in the treatment of her father-in-law's cancer he received a terminal stage four diagnosis. Which is like months to live. Which is months to live. And that he then lived for seven years. Now, this man had done chemo three times in the past. It like almost killed him. So when he received this newest stage four diagnosis, he was unwilling to do any more chemo. So simply using a rice-sized you know, portion of RSO oil. So he would like buy a syringe put it in these capsules. He would take one capsule every single night. He managed his symptoms for seven years. And essentially through her research, she figured out that it was stopping the tumors from growing, inhibiting the cell growth. Uh, Basically, you just have to keep taking it every single day. And during COVID, he wasn't able to take it for three months and his tumor came back and then he died. But So not a cure yet yeah. because there's other things that need to be unlocked, but as a way to kind of pause, I mean, that alone has to be helpful. Yeah. I for... mean, seven years. And this person, you know, the comparative, because of course I spent a lot of time with him during that chapter because that's when I was living there and, you know, didn't seem like he had stage four cancer, I'll tell you that. And I think there are a dozen, you know, and way more than a dozen anecdotal stories like that Now, the one catch is, like, where they were, this was in Colorado, they could not get it. They just, like, happened to know somebody who owned a dispensary who was making this for them because it is, like, the entire plant. Give give us the technical definition before we go on this tangent. Yeah, that's a great idea. So it's actually made using an ethanol extraction. Um, And so this ethanol pulls out the essential compounds of the cannabis, and this creates a thick oil for ingestion or topical use. Um, Rick Simpson, the oil's namesake, used this, as we just said, to famously treat his own skin cancer. Uh, medical patients use this because um, it doesn't require smoking, which can be something that isn't very appealing when you're not feeling well to begin with. Totally. The combustion element, I think, can sway people, but this is just like, it's just like taking a pill, right? They used to put it in a capsule and we just take it every night and, you know, that alone stopped his tumor growth, which is magical. 
I think it's really interesting to think about it in that way, but I think there is, you know, like, whereas I'm excited that that's an option for cancer patients to use as treatment, it still isn't a solve. I know. And from an expense perspective, you know, if you think about it, a syringe, right? I mean, like, unfortunately, we see these all over in Seattle, um, not necessarily for the cannabis use, but um, that oil, a pound of cannabis goes into making a syringe, yeah. So if you think about how much, I mean, we were just talking about in ounces, right? Exactly right. Convert that to pounds. And then from a cost perspective alone, I mean, it just, it gets to be pretty expensive. And I mean, you heard the dosage, a grain of rice. Like, I mean, I would have a hard time even understanding how to dose myself at that point. Yeah. Um, but just in terms of the benefits, prolonging your life, allowing you to still be present for more years and, you know. Well, and like be... Be not a person suffering through cancer treatment, which I think is, that's the gift, right? It's like, it's an option to feel like you're doing something without totally jeopardizing all other metrics of your quality of life to try to save yourself, you know, or cure yourself. Um, Because cancer treatment sounds horrible. Horrible. I mean, it like kills, it kills your immune system. Like it depends, obviously, if you have to go chemotherapy or radiation or both. I mean, like... Ugh, I know. And, you know, as as we've said 748 times, we're no doctors, so we don't quote us on this and try to treat your cancer based on our podcast episode. But I would say if you even do like a quick Google, there is just so much overwhelming evidence from the interwebs of people curing, staving off. I guess curing is probably a loose term to use, yeah. but staving off tumor growth and stopping the cells in their tracks, which I think is... Like, worthy of legalization and further research, please. Further research, exactly. I mean, and I think about when, you know, again, and I've said it again, when you watch TV and you see all of the side effects for this pill that you aren't even sure what it does, you know, that's where I think that there's real benefit. And I think it just would be really great for everyone to put their own personal opinions aside and just, like, look the fuck into it. Yeah, well, and I love that you said that because I was literally just on a spiral about hormonal birth control because it's a carcinogen and they call this a side effect just so that you basically think that like this will happen to some other chump but not me but ultimately hormonal birth control according to this you know wellness influencer whatever she's like a she is a gynecologist but she was saying it's a schedule one carcinogen and this happens to a ton of women and she found out because she got a brain tumor and they were like yeah it's from your birth control pills but, like, no big deal, this happens. And she was like, what do you mean no big deal, this happens? And they're right. like, yeah, well, it's a carcinogen. Like, people know this. I'm like, who? What people? What people know that we're all just out here controlling our birth with a carcinogen, rolling the dice on brain tumors? Like, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's enough to make you want to go off it. No or look kidding. into the other medications that you're using because there are a lot of downstream impacts. And, again, we are not trying to shy away <laughs> from the fact that there absolutely are – it's very likely that there are also side effects with cannabis. Totally. You know, but maybe we just weigh those against the traditional pharmaceuticals. Exactly right. Like that, I think, is the overarching moral always is that it's just so ironic that we're like, oh, blindly trust these pharmaceutical companies and their side effects and whatever. But like a plant that's been around for thousands of, like for millennia helping people, I don't know, questionable. Let's make it illegal and not study it at all. 
It just seems fishy. And I hate that it seems fishy because, again, it just makes you kind of be like, well, what the fuck else is going on? Oh, my God. But, again, no spiral today. No spiral today. Although we are on S, which is spiral. spiral. (laughs) We won't do that to you guys, mostly because we don't want to do it to ourselves. However, S is going to be for Sativa. Sativa. And we love Sativa. So, Sativa is Indica's sweet, spunky sister because we had to use a lot of S's. I love that. Sativa plants are known to be taller. There's, they're more airy, which for the sake of this visual, if you look at the fan leaves, which are the five leaves that are on the cannabis plant, if you look at a traditionally indica strain, they're going to be closer together and fatter. And sativas are going to be further apart and longer. Um, and they have a more narrow leaf. And they actually do take longer to grow and flower than their indica sister. Um, they typically fare best in hot, humid climates, and sometimes they can give you anxiety. And I only mm. put that in there um, because Nat and I kind of have had a similar journey with sativa versus indica. And I used to think I only liked sativas because they were just like us. Yeah, we're like, yay, we're uplifting and vibrant. Like, sativas are for us. But plot twist, because we're like that, we actually need a good indica to settle us down sometimes. Exactly. It's almost like too much of a good thing. Yeah. It can be a bad thing. And so when you add fuel to our fire, you know, sativa and indica, the, the names themselves, they mostly just pay homage to the plant structure. Yeah. Uh, so definitely make sure that you're speaking with your bud tenders if you are, if you have any sort of heads up from your plug about the types of strains that they have, you know, kind of ask, how is this going to make me feel? They'll use words like uplifting, relaxing, creative, you know, centering, all of those different kind of things that are a little bit more easy to digest. Yeah. Well, and in my mind, I think of sativas always as they keep me a little bit more present. Yeah. Whereas I feel like with me personally, when I'm consuming indica strains, it's more of like a goal to be kind of checked out, relaxed, whatever. Like a nighttime strain. Yeah. Like a nighttime strain for me. I mean, but you know, again, I, for a while I ran out of a sativa cartridge and I only had an indica cartridge This is for my CO2 vape pen. And I was using the Indica during the day, like one weekend, and was like, I actually feel great right now. I feel like very calm, very centered, very mellow. And I was like, this is, I should probably be doing this more often. It's kind of a nice break sometimes. I'll give it to you. I mean, the only thing that I hate is people are like, are you okay? Is there anything wrong? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm just taking a break from myself. Because (laughs) like, it's a lot. It's a lot like... I think what I've learned, especially like, you know, however many years into this now is like, sometimes it's a lot to always be like that. I know. And also just so infuriating. Even hearing you say that is such a reminder that when you have a personality like ours, then you can't even escape it because then people are like, something must be wrong with you. But when you're being like you, you're a little too much, is a little too loud, a little too whatever. But then like the minute you're anything less than too much, we're too concerned it's too worried yeah. we're like are you okay is something wrong you're like see you do like me that way so shut up about it when i'm like that maybe i won't have to go to this fucking retreat because exactly you don't want to buzz crawl, off crawl within myself moral of the story is sativa versus indica is more about the homage of the original plants and less about the actual chemical profile of the strain which is really where the effects are most felt right so that's why you see like so many things are a hybrid nowadays and what you really maybe want to focus on is their terpene profile 
and keeping track, if you can, about how those terpenes impact you. But these plants are complicated, man. Let's like further unpack with our little letter T, which I bet you guys can guess what it is. We're going to go traditional here. Also a T. And we're going to do THC. <laughs> I thought we were going to try to say tetrahydrocannabinol at the same time together. Okay, but... ready? One, two, three. Tetrahydrocannabinol. <laughs> we did really good at that. Stars. I'll take it. I'll stars. take it. And I'll take the stars. You know, it's summertime. <laughs> Our schedules have been so crazy. I will oh say, gosh. like, it's really, it's great. The consistency of us recording together does wonders for my mental well-being. No, me too. I'm like, even if we just need to record, like, for our own hangouts. And then we're like, well, maybe we'll publish it. Maybe we won't. But at least we get to get together and it it's feels so good. It's so true. It's so true. So today we're talking about THC. So THC, again, is the primary chemical compound that makes you feel good after smoking weed. And THC isn't a basic bitch. It is not a basic bitch. It is a complex bitch, actually. It's really complex. We actually learned a lot when we were doing the behind-the-scenes work for this episode. Um, so the first compounds of THC that we're going to talk about are the deltas. So these are kind of buzzy right now. Delta 8, Delta 9, Delta 10. Um, so really just to kind of jump right in, Delta 8, uh, this compound of THC formulates when Delta-9 ages and is exposed to oxygen. Now, I've only heard of these compounds, these like deltas, because in states where it's illegal, now they like sell the delta, I don't know what it even delta is. Eight, yeah. Is it like smokable? Do they sell it as oils? Like what are they? But anyways, they're like basically gray area getting around not selling weed, but trying to sell this as like a psychoactive option. And we were in Mexico City and they said there was a dispensary, and I was like, well, we have to go look. And we went to the establishment, and that's what they were selling. They yeah. had, like, the Delta 8 or whatever. And I was like, what? But I didn't buy any, obviously. Anyways, I, was at, I was at my, my local, uh, my local dispenser, dispensary, Kush Club, and I felt really bad because I never want to be, like, a mean girl in weed, but there was a moment where, like, a man came in and tried to, like, mansplain that he was looking for Delta 8 to the bud tender, and, like, I kept my mouth shut, but all I was thinking about in my head was, like, why are you in a fucking weed dispensary asking her for Delta 8? I know. It's so interesting, but that's probably because he was from somewhere where exactly. that's what they get. Yeah. Exactly. So I bit my tongue, but we did giggle about it after after um because i just I, I don't know the more synthetic or the more the more pinpointed we try to get with extracting some of these compounds like whole plant i guess is my preference yeah, so that's like, the further we get from this concept of plant medicine which is where we are eternally coming from that like this plant is medicine on its own obviously many of the ways in which like we consume and use it are i mean therapeutic certainly but like are also recreational yep. right but the more you learn, the more you get into it, you realize, like, holy shit, this untapped resource that we're all selling for fun, but nobody's, like, utilizing medicinally really in the way that we could be research-wise, etc. I mean, people are, you know, every time I say that, then I'm like, okay, caveat, there's a bunch of people. But we it. know that. We know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I would say, so, so again, so Delta-8 formulates when Delta-9 ages and is exposed to oxygen. So Delta-8 talks to the CB1, CB2 receptors, and it works kind of similarly to CBD to provide a homeostasis. I'd say it's like a, like CBD to the second power, maybe, because it doesn't give you like a high like THC, but like if you eat too much of it, you'll absolutely still get like high. Interesting. Okay. My experience with Delta-8 has mostly been from gummies. 
mm-hmm. that had Delta 8 in it. And I was taking them like CBD and I got like way too fucking high and then tried to run. And I just think like, my body was not moving the just way that I wanted. Kind of. I was trail. like, why is the, my, why am I made of cement? So <laughs> don't go for anything. I mean, don't just don't consume too much, yeah. especially if you're trying it for the first time to see how you're going to react with it. You know, but it is a component that makes up THC. So you're getting it when you smoke THC. It's just not extracted as itself when you're buying just the CB. Uh, I'm sorry, just buying the Delta 8 product. Interesting. Okay. And then like, tell me Delta 9. Yeah, Delta 9. So Delta 9 is what any, basically what everyone is talking about when it comes to THC. Uh, specifically with the female plant, it presents a lot higher concentrations and that's why we smoke the ladybugs. Oh, that's why we smoke those ladybugs, guys. So Delta 9 binds to CB1 receptors in the brain and nervous system and it can produce the, and that's what makes it produce the psychoactive effects um, of feeling relaxed and calm, reduction in anxiety. It can promote sleep and good mood and it can help with appetite. Obviously, anyone who's had the munchies knows this and it can reduce nausea. Yeah. And inflammation also or no? Is that... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Amazing. Uh, just cannabis overall, because there are CB receptors in the plant that also match. I'm sorry, not CB receptors, because there's components in weed that match our CB1, our cannabinoid system. Yeah. Which regulates all of your homeostasis and, and, yeah. and emotions. So there are big direct ties into it. And, you know, it's really, it's really fun to learn about. I would say THC dominant cannabis, um, it really contains anywhere from 10 to 30% THC. We're really kind of seeing a surge in like the pushing the limits with THC. Cause I feel like this goes back to the, like, why we can't have nice things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) People are trying too hard now. And ultimately I was just having this conversation with somebody that I am always aiming for like 20% yep. or less even because 18, 19. Yeah. Cause I really, I do enjoy like the soothing effects of smoking and I feel like I can't hit a joint more than twice if it's too high THC. Cause then I don't really enjoy it the same way. I just, I don't want to be out of my mind. Yeah. I just want to be slightly elevated from it. Exactly. Right. A <laughs> little bit uplifting. Exactly. Um, so now we've moved past the deltas. We're going to go ahead and talk about some of the other components in THC. Yeah. THCA is one of these, and it's actually found in the stems, the leaves, and the flowers of cannabis. Um, and it is a type of THC compound that does not have a psychoactive effect. Yeah. Tetrahydrocannabinolic acid is what THCA stands for. And we could try to say that together, but you did such a great job. I'm just going to let you have it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you just carry on there. (laughs) So it can be helpful for health-based ailments like nausea, epilepsy, arthritis, uh, and other inflammatory issues, as well as diabetes. I know. That's interesting. So it like impacts your insulin. Yeah. THC can do that. Different compounds within THC. Um, specifically also like the next one is THCV. And so THCV is created when THCA breaks down. So this transition actually happens when cannabis is dried and vaporized. Mm. And apparently the THCV reduces the anxiety that can be relative to the THC. Interesting. So hypothetically, say you got, um, a joint, we've talked about joints and you can add things to it like shatter, rosin. So say you consume that and you're like, holy shit, 
if, I mean, in this situation, you have access to something with high THCV, that would be like the coffee to the alcohol before, you know, oh, you know how like you yeah, would drink coffee like, to offset. Yeah. And I mean, not that it does, but I mean, just <laughs> so smoke chemical. more weed after weed gives you anxiety to try to eliminate your anxiety. Just but... make sure it's high in THCV. <laughs> there we go. Um, and they also, the effects last shorter than other THC too. Oh, so like it just can be, lasting. can be beneficial there. Um, it's also been noted that THCV may offer benefits for regulating blood sugar and insulin resistancy, which is what we were okay. kind of just talking about. I know that's what I was trying to get to it. I couldn't remember the verbiage. It's like your insulin resistance. It regulates that. Yeah. I mean, it, this is all it. your cannabinoid system, right? Being working regulated, together. working together. There we go. Um, it also can be helpful for people with epilepsy or Alzheimer's. Um, it can even promote bone development and growth and reduce pain and inflammation. I think all senior citizens should be on a heavy, just straight THCV <laughs> I know. supplement. I was like, if I ever get Alzheimer's, I'm just going to smoke weed all day, every day. <laughs> I know. Don't twist my arm. You're like, right. why not? Why are these people not just all getting high, relaxing together? All right, THCP, it's kind of like the new gal on the scene. And they're like bringing the glitter, the really hyped up outfits, um, and an intense euphoric results, which I say sign me up. But right after we said that and we looked into it, it could almost be 33 times more potent than a THC. So, so maybe don't not. Sign me up. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe I don't need that much euphoria or my body would explode. And I can't even imagine being like, I would like 33 times right. this experience. Like, holy shit is i mean i'm already overwhelmed at like a 28 percent thc let alone 30 30 thrice is what i was gonna say 33 times yeah i mean and i don't know if it's like that specific like that that, but i mean just even that to have such one thing centered on i think maybe that would be treated more therapeutic than anything yeah to have like moments in time like in a container with a professional yeah i'd still try it though i know don't twist my arm but if you're and a again, professional are... out there if you're a professional out there specializing in behavioral therapy for thcp reach out at popmomspodcast at gmail.com we'll be your guinea pigs <laughs> exactly right all right this last one thco acetate so this one is tricky i almost kind of want to liken it in layman's terms to some of the delta eight conversations that we were having but the difference is, is Delta-8 is derived from a cannabis plant and THCO acetate is actually coming from synthesized hemp plants. Interesting. So similarly to the grayness of legality of a Delta-8, THCO acetate is also something that we have synthesized from hemp. So that technically it's not illegal and people can smoke it? Consume it, it yeah. Consume it? I know. What form does that come in? Um, that one, I don't know. I think that would be a good thing for us to, to look into. And again, I don't know if this specifically is something that people aren't isolating a lot of these different THC compounds. They just have the ability in their own compound. Like that's specifically when you're looking at cannabis overall, what some of the properties are derived from the different parts of the THC compound. Ah, yes, yes. Okay. Right. Chemical specificities that I am not privy to in my layman's cannabis consumption. But we're trying and we're trying for you guys to make sure that we're educating ourselves because it is important to understand what's going into your body, the impacts that it could have on you. And, you know, I mean, my favorite thing is just 
again, it's so dorky, but like looking at the strains that I smoke and then how they've made me feel so I can make wiser choices because then hypothetically, maybe I'd have to smoke less weed because I would be only smoking weed that I know how it's going to make me feel. Totally. I know. I think anytime you can better be better prepared in your use case of anything, it is a benefit. And I am loving learning more about this stuff because I feel like we should know this, right? Yeah. You know, we've been like, doing it for long enough so that we long. owe the plant educating ourselves on it <laughs> yeah. and we owe our bodies to understand the effects of it. I know. Oh my gosh. I mean, in learning all this, there's so much more, like we're barely scratching the surface. Like if you even followed all of those different variants of the THC and whatever, I think this is worthy of even more unpacking and educating because there is so much to learn and researchers, we'd love it if you'd start learning so that you could just, you know, synopsis this to us so that we can feel more prepared without having to do the research ourselves. And are you more of a cannabis professional than we are? Did we fuck something up in this episode? Because it is very complex stuff. Please reach out to us. I would very happily edit anything that, you know, isn't right. <laughs> we don't we want to be spreading misinformation right. out there. We want to be on the good side. Good side of history. Yeah, so. shout out to Leafly.com for being able to fact check a lot of our thoughts on there because it has some great informative articles. And if you are interested in learning more about this, chatting more with us about this, or if you have any feedback or tips over the things we've said, you know what to do, guys. Popmomspodcast at gmail.com. Or be you like Morgan. Be like Morgan. Email us. And or you can, of course, DM us. Podcast. We'll be back with... We've got the back end of the alphabet here. We're UVW and XYZ. Oh my gosh. All that cannabis up the coconut tree. (laughs) I know. I was going to say, like, XYZ, that's going to be a journey. But, you know, if you have an idea, you let us know, stat, because we want to hear it. Okay, Okay, we we love love you. you. Have Have a great great week. week. listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi and I'm the founder and host of Chicks Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.